You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on Mets. On today's show, going to play the remainder of my conversation with Mets pitcher Chasen Shreef. In the first half, we talk about Chasen's time with the St. Louis Cardinals after being traded there from the Yankees in 2018, why he chose to sign with the Mets, This offseason and how he was enjoying being a Met in spring training prior to the league shutdown. Then later on in the show in the second half, we will talk about how Chase and Shreve is getting himself ready through the quarantine. His thoughts on resuming the season amid the coronavirus and get into some fun rapid fire questions. Before we get into any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Fickelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter at Ficklestein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizedOnline.com. Now here is Jason Shreef. So you've mentioned a few times that trade to the Cardinals, and uh, I was I didn't even realize that you were the guy that they traded for to get Luke Voigt. And then yep. that year, of course, Luke Voigt becomes Babe Ruth for a couple of months. But meanwhile, <laughs> St. Louis, and that was a really – I remember that year – Mike Schilt comes in and the Cardinals go on a run. You guys were really angling to make the playoffs. What was that season like for you having to make that switch and then you know, being in a real playoff push? It was tough. Like I said, when I got, when I got traded, it was – I mean, that was my family. I spent four years with them. I've grown close to a lot of them. And then my, my wife is from New York. And so taking her away from her family, taking – basically me away from my family, move into a city we've never been in, didn't know anybody, mid-season too. So, like, yeah. I found out that, that night, and then the next day I had to pack up my entire apartment, and then the next morning I flew out to St. Louis. So, like, just like that, your your world's turned upside down. But once I got there, I mean, Schultz's great. Mike Maddox is great. I have so much respect for both of them. And then they completely cleared house. So they, they traded off a lot of their guys. They brought up a lot of – a lot of young guys and we just took off it was kind of like the Yankees in 2016 when they brought up Judge and Tyler Austin stuff like that we kind of we didn't make playoffs but we we had a great push at the end I don't know if you remember it was Carpenter's special salsa you remember that that was like the whole thing for for the Cardinals was his special salsa was the was the, the right that's, that's what got you guys going. yeah the ticket the, <laughs> the the thing that made us win it's like uh, it was Michael great. Jordan's I, I, uh <laughs> his uh, was it the special drink in uh, Space Jam <laughs> right exactly but it was great I mean I came in Bud Norris was the closer and there was a lot of potential for me to to throw late innings and I and I did really well I think I was only there for six weeks and I got a handful of holds uh, I thought I pitched really well I think I had a, a 3.08 ERA when I was with them through 20 something innings um, I thought I, I pitched really well so it was fun to, to be a part of that bullpen and see the new guys coming up like Ponce de Leon and, and all these guys that have so much potential and getting to see them for the first year. Because I remember everybody was trying to count their days because their bullpens were so 
their bullpen was so young that like I think Ponce de Leon got called up two days before that or something like that. Um, and like, Shreve, how much time do you have? And I was like, oh, just under four years. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> like I had the second most time in the bullpen, which was such a surprise to me. Coming from the Yankees, you have 10, 12, 15 year vets. Like CC played for so long. Um, Matt Holiday played for so long. You know, like all these guys were Brett Gardner, you know, A Rod, Beltran, they all played for 15 plus years. And for me to be one of the older guys on the team was weird to me. Um, but it was very cool to see that push and, and see how excited all those younger guys got to be there. And, and, and like Mike Schill, like you said, Mike Schill came in and did a great job and they extended him, his contract. And yeah, it was, it was fun. Now you might've kind of tipped your hand a little bit again there when you talked about the fact that your wife's from New York, but uh, why did you eventually st- decide to sign with the Mets this off season? That was a big reason. We both love Manhattan. We both might actually want to move there. We live in Las Vegas now, but we we've always talked about going back. We love we love the city. Paul Seawald is one of my one of my good buddies. He's from Vegas. He he always talks about the Mets. I, I called him asking, and then another big decision was was Brody Brody Van Wagenen. He uh he was my agent before he took the GM job. So when I talked to him, I have I have I had trust in him to shoot me straight and and see my potential with the Mets. So once I talked to Brody, they made an offer, talked to my wife. We wanted to go back to New York. It was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, we had, we had multiple offers, and once, once we got the offer from the Mets, like, it was basically the offer we were waiting for. It's because that's where we wanted to go. We, know, we knew Brody, and, and um, we wanted to be back in New York. So. And then what were your impressions? You get into spring training. Obviously, uh, Batances, I think, signed after you. But um, yeah. what, what was it like then to go into camp and, uh, you know, obviously things got shut down, but before everything got shut down, what was it like to be a Met for a couple of weeks there? Truly, I loved it. The staff, Luis Rojas, um, Hess, the pitching coach, they're, they're all fantastic. I, I've really enjoyed my time there. I had a meeting with them earlier in camp and just to kind of go over the whole what they expect and, and what we're trying to work on. And I remember telling them that, that I really, I really enjoy them i really enjoy the, the athletic training staff the strength strength coaches and then just the team like pete alonso's an unbelievable guy great guy um my locker's right next to steven matt's great guy locker's right next to nimmo and Degrom. so i got to know those guys pretty well and then knowing michael Walker from the cardinals knowing paul seawald knowing Dellen batanzas it was an easy fit and uh easy transition in spring training I, I truly enjoy it. They they run a, a smooth, easy spring training. Um, you get your work in, you get out, you you rest up. They're big on rest. Science is coming out. That's the biggest thing you could possibly do. So I truly enjoy it. I, I'm enjoying it now. I'm talking to Hess and the pitching coach daily, the training staff daily. They're doing a great job during this crazy time. But I truly enjoy it. I'm, I'm excited for the season to start. What do you do right now to keep ready? Is uh, your wife catching bullpens in the backyard? <laughs> what do you do to keep the arm loose there? So I actually got extremely lucky. So after last season, I went to Seattle. I went to Driveline. Um, and for people who don't know what Driveline is, Driveline is, a, is the way, basically the inventors of the weighted ball program to get you to throw harder and stuff like that. A lot of, a lot of shoulder work to, to keep your arm healthy and stuff. 
So I had to basically build a facility in my backyard. Luckily, I have a big enough backyard in Las Vegas. I built a mound. I have a net that I can throw into with a strike zone. And um, I mapped out 60 feet perfect. So I'm, I'm set. I don't have to leave my house. I can throw bullpens. I can throw long toss. I can do whatever I need to do in my backyard to stay ready. I posted some videos on my, on my Instagram if you, if you guys want to check that out. So I, I got extremely lucky. I know Paul Sewell actually came over to a bullpen the, uh, the other day. So it's been, it's been great. Does it look as good as Strowman's uh, bullpen going into the lake or whatever that was? I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, he lives in Tampa, so that was the, that was the bay. But um, no, you can't beat that. But also, <laughs> if you throw a ball in the dirt, you're not getting the ball back. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that. Um, but no, it definitely doesn't measure up to Strowman's throwing on the water, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a couple more for you. I have some rapid fires after this, but... I don't know if you've seen some of these plans talking about either playing in Arizona. Obviously, you'd be used to the desert climate. Or now I saw something today about everyone going back to their spring training facilities and resuming the season that way. Uh, what do you think about those plans? If the players are going to be uh, game to go that route. Um, it's extremely tough. And I keep saying this in my head because nobody knows when the season is going to start. If we, if we knew – we could start by June 1st, it would be a lot easier because you could, you would have end dates. You would know when we were reporting again, you know, when the season would start right now, like <clears throat> it's very hard because you don't know if you want to ramp up to be season ready to play in a month or kind of take it easy and not wear yourself out before the season starts. If it's not going to start till July 15th, I have heard a lot of the things they're talking about, like Arizona and stuff. I don't know all the specifics. I don't think it will work, in my opinion. Um, They're talking about playing three games a day at some fields. Like, I don't understand if we're trying to stay away from the coronavirus, how a team could play at nine, get done at 12, and have another team in there by ready to play at one. With You would have to clean the clubhouses thoroughly, move all the, the equipment out, bring all their new equipment in. It just doesn't sound plausible to me. But like I said, I don't know the specifics, so I don't know if I'm completely off base when I say stuff like that. I, I do know the players and, and the MLBPA and the owners are all in agreement. We want to play as many games as possible for the fans, for us. I mean, we want to play. This is our job. We, we love doing what we do, so we want to play as much as possible. So if, if we're going to – we've all agreed that we want to play as many games as possible and whatever it takes them. They're talking about double headers. They're talking about maybe expanding the rosters a little bit, talking about playing into November maybe. I think from what I've heard, talking just to some guys were for that. So that's a start. I don't think we'll, there's no way we'll play 162 games this year, but there's a chance we play 115, 120. And that's really all I got. I mean, like it's all speculation right now. You don't really know. Once we know when we can start the season, then things will start falling into place. But right now we're just kind of in limbo. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, as someone who hosts a, a podcast on the Mets every day, obviously I want to see the season start as soon as possible, but everyone's got to do it in the safest way. So I think I think everyone's committed to that. So hopefully we get a season. I think everyone's kind of in a waiting game right now. Now I do right, have yeah. a, a couple quick questions for you, some fun stuff before I get you out of here. Uh, okay. First one, best place to eat in New York City? Um. For dinner, I would say Carbone. Me and my wife went there a couple of times. We loved it. I would say Carbone for, for dinner. The Wren, 
for breakfast. Me and my wife love going to the Wren. It's on, uh, gosh, it's on like 10th and 2nd, maybe somewhere down, somewhere down like the, the East Village. But man, there's so many great places in New York. And when you were going to games, what was the method of travel? Were you taking the subway? Were you walking? How did you get to the games? I took the subway, yeah. Me and my wife lived um, on, I lived all over Manhattan, but mostly um, 34th and 2nd. So I took the, I walked to Grand Central and took the four train up to Yankee Stadium. Uh, I, I, I loved it. I love taking the subway. I love, I love all that. So now I got another one here for you. What is your favorite baseball movie of all time? Um, Got to be Bull Durham. Nice. We have someone on our, uh, on our network that does a, a minute by minute podcast on it. He breaks down every minute of the movie. Um, <laughs> finally, the last question. As you've been quarantined, what are you binge watching right now? Nothing, actually. I'm a okay. big movie guy. Okay. But in this downtime, I'm playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> As we all are. A lot, a lot of Fortnite. Um, but I, I have watched Ozarks the first two seasons. So I need to catch up on that. Um, like I said, I'm more of a movie guy. So me and my wife w- watch like a movie a day or a couple of movies a week. So, so yeah, no, Tiger King, no huh? binge watching for me. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, so no Tiger King, huh? <laughs> my my wife on the other hand does watch a lot of those. And yeah, she's watched the Tiger King. Um, she's watched all those. So sounds good. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time and uh, hopefully we get to see you pitching very soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, that'll be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. Big shout-out to Chase and Shree for spending so much time with me. Really great conversation. Enjoyed talking to him. I hope to have him on again in the future. Chasen did mention his Instagram in that interview. You can find him on Instagram simply by searching his name, Chasen Shreef. He's a great follow, so check that out as well. For the remainder of the week, I'm going to be going back in time and looking at the 2000 New York Mets as we continue to celebrate some of the best seasons in franchise history. Last week, of course, I covered the 1986 championship Mets. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to be talking with Brian Wright again as he joins me for our weekly conversation, going through his book, The New York Mets All-Time All-Stars, The Best Players at Every Position for the Amazons. Since we're doing 2000, We will be talking a lot about Mike Piazza, Edgardo Alfonso, and some of the other great Mets that were on that team in 2000 that lost to the New York Yankees in the Subway World Series. If you're looking for some other great baseball content, please check out the Locked On MLB podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All you have to do to get the show is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB.